Welcome back to the GF Culture Podcast. On this episode, we chopped it up with a good friend of ours who's also an author, motivational speaker, and most importantly, a family man. We laughed, we learned, and we enjoyed. Hope you'll do the same. Lastly, a quote from myself. One of the best things about growth is doing it with people that you love. Thank you. What's going on, Mike? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real transparent. I'm off that 151 right now, so hmm. just being transparent. And how much a bottle that costs? Like it's just cheap, like oh, okay, twenty five dollars. But it's just the high alcohol content is like eighty proof, ninety proof. Like you can't drink that straight. It's not good for your body. That's not Devil Springs, right? It's basically Devil Sp- Devil Springs, but it's different names. Devil Springs hmm. is a uh, a uh, one fifty one, but they have other brands like Bacardi. All right, cool. cool. I think I think Ray and Nephews is one fifty one, but yeah. A liquor tutorial, I appreciate it. Devil Springs is exactly what it is. The Devil's Springs. That joint is no joke. <laughs> that joint is one hundred and sixty proof, and it's yeah. like straight rubbing alcohol. I remember Michael was drinking a personal of Devil Springs, and he had it in his back pocket. He'll take a sip and put it back in his back pocket. <laughs> like a wino. <laughs> hot Mikey, hot Mikey. Hot straight. Hot city. Straight. Hot city. Mikey, hot city. Mikey, hot city. When we first started the Zoom, that's the name that I put there, just random, and I ended up using it. And it's funny because that's the name that I give people. Like people I don't know, I tell them my name is Hot. I'm like, yo, Hot, what up? <laughs> I'm because it's, it's not like like an ATL stripper name. Yo. I'm at Michael High City. Facts. my boy zooted and booted. I see it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hot city. Hot city, oh, man. man. <laughs> the day like today, man. Oh, it was a smooth. It was it, it was a smooth Sunday, man. Smooth, smooth Sunday. I didn't really do much. Uh, wifey got back yesterday. Just took her to Target. Nice. Got a little more workout in earlier. Just listening to some music. Cleaned out my son's suitcase, and um, yeah, did some reading. I'm still reading the um the seven effective uh seven um the seven uh, effective things that leaders do or something by Stephen Covey Stephen R Covey I'm reading that book I ain't finished yet it's pretty long. Mm. What about you, Jay? How was your day, man? It's good, man. Spent some time with the family. Had my nephews over. Helped them change the oil, change the oil in the bikes that we had in, in the shed. That's about it. Nice day. Sunday is typically a day where you just relax. I don't work out. Chill on Sundays. No workout on Sundays. Rest day. Copy, copy. What about you, Mr. Hot? <laughs> oh, man. Y'all need a visual of um, these podcasts, man. Y'all looking like some, um, some, some, some dudes in belly right now. <laughs> <laughs> All I see is red lights behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's dark, and I see red lights behind Jerris. Uh, <laughs> he, he zooted and booted. Yo, listen, man. Again, the, the, the visuals thing is cool, bro, but at the same time, it, okay, let's think about it like this, right? So you like ham sandwiches or whatever the case is, man. I'm saying that's what you like. You like ham sandwiches. So somebody come to your house and they're like, oh, Johnny, you know, can you make me a sandwich? You know, nine times out of 10, what are you going to say? Or ask them what kind of sandwich you like, right? Correct. Right. That's if you have options. Because if you don't have options, then it's just like, oh, do you like ham versus what do you like? Because if you don't have options. So you're going to make them a ham sandwich. And everything that, that, that you add to the sandwich is based on their preference. But if you got a guy like me 
If I say, yo, John, I'm starving, bro, could you make me a sandwich? I don't care what kind of sandwich you make me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I'm expecting you to make the sandwich how you eat it. So this is how we consume podcasts, audio, audio, you know, what's, what is it? This visually, and how do you call when you're listening by ear? Not audio. Audio. <laughs> but there, audio. Audio? So visually yes. and then audio? It's visual and audio. Mm. So basically, that's how we consume podcasts, basically through audio. There might, again, people that might want the visuals, you know what I'm saying? But until then, we're just going to do the audio. Because there's sometimes we be on the move. We don't even be in our spots. We're going to move recording. So it's like, we can't. No, that's true. And that's a, that's a great point that you put, like, you, 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 um, how you consume it, you give it. And, right. you know. Sometimes it might just be a pitch that might may not be for six, you know, until six months. And you know exactly. And, and and like how you say, you know, it's always some a way you can work around it because you know, just like how you brought up the uh the quotes, you know, to me that you know, maybe that'd be something a week, once a month, however yeah. you, you put it in there. It could be the same thing for the visuals, it's something that basically that they want to see. And now that it's not in, you know, not in such a high demand, it, it you know, it'd be different because you know you you could, for an example, you could be like, oh, for the visuals, I'm not saying you're going to do this. Oh, for the visuals, it's a dollar for the visuals, just for an example, for the podcast. Right. But, you know, now you put in a price and you put in, you know, you getting up visuals, you know, monthly. So it's a different type of looking forward to um, the podcast and just the audio. Damn, we might have the visuals coming courtesy of your boy, Jay. That's a nice little light in the back you got there, man. What's that? Oh, that's a lava lamp. Okay, cool. It looks pretty cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that was a Christmas gift from my beautiful wife, man. Awesome, awesome. That's a lot. I really like it. Uh, lava lamps are pretty interesting. They're almost kind of like, I'm not gonna say humans, but if you, so they take so that it's it's supposed to move like the the i the the contents. It's gonna move inside. It's gonna be like liquid if you've never seen a lava lamp. But it takes about an hour for the bottle to heat up. So maybe by the end of this podcast, that's when it'll actually start moving. But if you think about a person, like a human that wakes up in the morning, the lava lamp is almost the same equivalent as a human as far as its movements. It starts moving slow, slowly and slowly and slowly. And it starts as one big blob of whatever is inside of it. And then after that one big blob, maybe like an hour, it turns into two blobs. And then after two blobs, it turns into three blobs. And then sometimes it might turn into four, five, six, and it might just be a bunch of blobs just moving. So if you think about like a person conceiving a child, a, bit, a woman conceiving a child, you know, started off from one person, then you got married, then you got, you know, you got kids and stuff like that. That's, that's like high thoughts. <laughs> correct, correct. Mm -hmm. You good over there, Jay, bro? You look like you need to time out, my man. I mean, um, I was gonna say however you like, but I ain't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> did you have some? Did you have some drinks tonight, bro? Uh, definitely nah, not. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, <laughs> this is John. I love throw, this guy, man. Throw a bone, you know what I mean? You just, just, you know what I'm saying? Um, how are you? How are you so happy? You know, let me. Here's a fun fact about Mr. Johnny. Yes, he don't drink or smoke. Like that's he doesn't have a reputation for that. You know, he don't even. He won't even take a little hit of the. Ooh, we, you know, the crooks, the crooks. <laughs> <laughs> he won't even take a little hit of that. You know, he told me he had a little, a little drinky drink on his, on his birth. But let me share this nice story of the first time nice. I saw Mr. Johnny S. Drink. So we were on Grant Avenue in East New York, and I don't know what the celebration was, but you know, when you and when you and a, a Hispanic family, every situation is a, is a, is a. Is a celebration. And, uh, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I'm gonna just jump straight to it. Alberto was sleeping under the fish tank. <laughs> I don't know how that's even possible. Like mm -hmm. he was sleeping under the fish tank. Me and Olo probably finished a, a, a half a gallon or a gallon of Hennessy together. I don't even drink like that, but Olo. Oh was. my gosh. And Johnny, I don't know what this guy was drinking. First and foremost, his brothers in there, they're, they're like teenagers at the time. Everybody's drunk. I don't know how. <laughs> his mom's, she don't drink either to my knowledge. She, ha she had a little something. We was rustling 
in the living room. Like it was a WWE bro in the living room. I'm not even lying. <laughs> Pushing. When this guy drinks, he becomes the most friendliest person on the earth. And they say when you drink, you get what I'm saying? It just makes you more of yourself. It brings out the truth. No. Mm-hmm. Yo, who jumped the who jumped off the couch that day, man? I don't even remember. I know I think I saw somebody jump a, jump off the couch and do some type of Randy Savage move on somebody. Was that you that jumped off the couch? I would never do anything like that. <laughs> I was I was <laughs> in shock. I was in shock. I was in shock. I was like, man, what what kind of place is this? But it was so much love. Like it was so good. Like I never saw a family just have everybody interact at that level. Like everybody interact with everybody. Nobody's just sitting in the corner, you know, by themselves. Everybody's involved, you know. And if you mm. and if you're not involved, Devontae and L is gonna involve you. They're gonna cut your ass and, and either you're gonna leave that house, you get what I'm saying, <laughs> or you're gonna be their friend. <laughs> Grand days is legendary. <laughs> yep. What? On a, no, I on said a, grand days was legendary. No, for sure. And on a positive note, you know, one thing I do love about your family is, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the Italian mafia style and the way the family organization runs. I love you that the fact that your family is run like an organization. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh. Yeah, always adopting one black person every few years. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I was lucky. I was lucky. <laughs> shout out to Quay. Shout out to Glass. <laughs> I was lucky to be one of the adopted adoptees. That was, <laughs> I was adopted for a few years into the family. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a structure. It's like a real family structure. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't be cool with one person of the family and not be cool with all of them. Because if you're not cool with one person, you're not cool. You know what I'm saying? That's like some goals right there. The, the aunt to be there, the sister, the cousin, the mother. Like, yo. It's crazy because uh, when I was in Florida, to add what you were saying, um, Kira had asked me, um, you know, if I wanted to do anything, you know, else, you know. I mean, it was probably already like 2 in the morning. And, um, you know, it was my birthday that night. And I'm like, I thought about it. Before. I thought about it then, and I thought about it before. And I'm like, yo, to be honest, you know, it's I'm I'm good because I'm 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 here with y'all. You know, that's 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 the most you know, it's the most important you know thing basically to be around our family. You know, drinks and everything else is second yeah. second nature. So you know, just to get that moment, because uh, you know, sometimes you might you know you might not have that moment. So you know, when you you have the opportunity to you know, um, express that with loved ones, you know, no matter what's their situation or, you know, um, you, when you have that chance to express that, you know, with them and share that moment, you know, that moment is, is now going to be, you know, a memory, you know, right after that day. Now that's a memory for you. You will look back and say, you know, oh, we spent this time. We, we, we did this together. So, you know, I was, you know, I was being genuine. I was good. I, I don't really need to do, I don't need to do much or have another drink. You know, I'm good just, you know, having some good old laughs and some good old times with y'all. So, you know, that's definitely, um, you definitely, you definitely uh, pin the tail on the donkey with that one. So, um, I know uh, we had mentioned something about, um, me and when you was, me and you was talking earlier, Mike, something about love. And I had, um, I was reading, uh, um, I was reading something in the, uh, the book by um, Stephen R. Covey and he was saying he was saying like um for relationships like when somebody's dating it's like you know you have to look for um a win-win situation you know like it's a possible it's, it's possible for a man and a woman or a woman and woman man and man whoever, whoever's in a relationship to get into an argument and both of you and both of um and both of you guys win uh-huh. and um you know, I, I'm like, wow, that's deep because I, I thought of that too. He just rephrased it different because it's like the whole point of the, the the argument should be for some level of understanding. So if I disagree with you of what you want to do, it's all good. At, at least it comes to some level of understanding where it's like, just because I disagree with you, that don't mean you won the argument. Mm. So I just wanted to, to, um, to hear y'all take on that because I just thought that was so deep. So I went on a retreat many years ago, awesome. a couples retreat with the with the wife, and it was a three day or two day retreat. I don't know how long the duration was. <clears throat> um, 
I think the speaker name was Chris Durso, possibly. But anyway, the most profound thing, because I never heard it before. It might not be that profound, but I never heard it before. That's the first time I ever heard it. And the most profound thing he said from the three days that I was there, he said, sometimes it's not about being right or wrong, but just do you understand what this person is feeling or the point that they're trying to come across? And I feel like in many cases, we misunderstand the intent of the other person. And just like uh, <clears throat> Jarrah said, there's so many different ways that we approach things, especially when we're in the heat of the moment. You know what I'm saying? If you take a second and you just think, okay, why does this person feel this way? Why would they think like that? You know what I'm saying? And really try to calculate. It's going to take time. I'm not going to lie. Like if you don't got patience, just fuck that. But <laughs> it's going to take time, you know? And I think that that was the most profound thing that he said. Sometimes it's just about understanding not being right or wrong. You know what I mean? Not correct. I mean, it goes back to what, you know, Jay said too, you know, also, you know, finding a level of balance, a middle ground. And it's crazy because in that same, in, in that same passage, um, he spoke of a, a example of a husband and wife, uh, a wife's mom was sick and um, the husband wanted to take the, he planned to take the family out for vacation. You know, that same time where all of a sudden the, the wife wants to see her mom and the vacation place is not that far from seeing the mom. So now it's like, the wife is like, Hey, if, if I want to see my mom, you know, we could do vacation another time. And the husband is like, you know, this is, this is my, this is my only week of vacation. And the kids is, the kids is going to be bored at your mom's house. And it's all about finding some middle ground where it's like, we both don't got to lose. We both go win. we both could find a middle ground where we could stay on vacation three or four days or, or, and then go and see, you know, um, her mother. Or we could go and see her mother first and, and, and see if there's something closer where we could vacation to, um, you know, from closer to the mother's house than, you know, far away from it. You know, that way mm -hmm. you could try to kill two birds with one stone where it's like um, the husband and the wife came to an understanding of, you know, we could both please each other with not, you know, with, with one not being basically totally denied. Like we could find the middle ground. And it's like, it's all, it's the same thing like with business discussions. You know, two businesses, you know, a lot of times they got to have meetings because they, they, they not in agreement at first. So it's mm. how can, you know, the customer be satisfied and how can the employee be satisfied? And the one word that basically we're referring to is, is empathy. Cause y'all was talking about it. So that's the word empathy basically how to put yourself in the next person's shoes and relate and feel what they're feeling so basically that sums it up it's empathy exactly somebody asked me the other day yo why y'all never talk about glorious flaws mm. that's actually a great question <laughs> that's actually a great question a great question crazy because sitting in that chair i just for some reason had dip set memories <laughs> but, <laughs> which chair? Huh? Which chair? Nah, it's just seeing you, just seeing you all pace, you know, pacing back and forth. So I don't know, just seeing Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I got the same. Like, I feel like he's like, he like Cameron, right? How? Yeah, huh? Exactly. Well, nah, you ain't got to be like Cameron. Nah, I'm just saying it just like dips at just like not just Cameron in general, but just dips at vibe. You know what I mean? The vibes, just, right? Yeah. Even, I got a vibe like that. No, just even, just even talking about GF, you know what I mean? Like everything, you know, as far as that has, you know, been done with GF or whatever you, you have done as a rapper or, oh. or basically whatever Jerris have done and just the whole mention got of, you, got you, got you. of, you know, GF, you know, because, you, uh, you know, Glorious Floors is, you know, is, is more than three years old. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, somebody asking Kim or, or, or Jim Jones, yo, you know, remember that time when, oh, we was you know, with Dame or remember, you know, so right. for me, oh, you smart. For me, when y'all talking about it, it, um, you know, it just, it brings back those type of memories like, oh, you know, damn, like, you know, GF, you know, GF been existing, been exist, been in existence for a minute. So, um, I personally, you know, feel that, 
you know, you guys maybe sometimes shy away from the GF because, you know, maybe the podcast was brought, um, you know, to light for a different reason. And maybe, you know, there's, um, you know, other details, whatever you, whatever is being worked on, you know, I'm saying that you don't want to spill until the time is right. That's my personal opinion. That's a calculated answer, bro. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. It is. Indeed. But to answer the question, in my opinion, I don't, it's not, it's no specific reason why, why not. It's just like what he said. When you in motion, you, the only time you're looking back is when you're looking in the rear view, just for safety. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're moving, you don't really got time to look back. Even conversations about the past become, unless, again, unless it's just for, you know, to be recreational, just to bring up, you know, whatever is cool. But just looking back is just so strange when you're going forward, especially when you're spearheading to the future. <clears throat> Especially when you're dealing with two humble individuals. And I'm, and I'm going to sum it up. So it's like basically a great analogy is like, so how you're referring to like in the George Floyd situation, it's like, you know, when people, what I, I see, I don't, you know, not to go in detail, but when people go on vacation or you hanging out with a couple of people and then they're posting on Instagram, I'm here, I'm there, look at this, collage, I'm in the pool, I'm on vacation. It's like, if you have time to do that, clearly you don't have, you're not having fun. So it's like when you're actually in motion, like as Michael mentioned, and you're doing things, you're making moves, you don't have time to this detail, this detail, this detail, because you're so far looking ahead, you don't have time to do all that thing. Like, you know, so when you're having fun and you're doing other things, it's like you can't have time to look back and doing this and doing that. Like back in my day, like, you know, I'm not proud of this, but there, there are times I, I, I push my car to like 135 miles per hour. I couldn't Dang. look back. <laughs> If Damn. I look back, it'd have been a wrap. Like, Facts. so you just looking ahead is like, bro, Damn. you can't worry about who's behind you. It's like, you got to keep going and, you know, just continue to move forward and not worry about what's going on. So same thing with Glorious Floor. It's like a lot of things are moving. A lot of things are in motion. So to sit there and talk about this and doing this and doing that is like, I feel like it's just not, you know, I don't think it's productive. I don't think it's efficient, but, you know, the moves are going to show eventually, you know. Jarrett's made a great analogy. You know, you could get so caught up in the moment and I see it, I see it happen, you know, all the time as, as you on vacation or even just in general, having a good time, you could get caught up in a moment that, you know, your phone is no longer, you know, relevant to you at the moment, you know, as far as for what you have to check, especially when you free and you don't, you don't have to worry about no emails from your job. You could be in the moment where your phone is not, you know, relevant, you know, especially you got you got your family around, you know, you know, you know, the kids is good in mm-hmm. the moment of having so much fun or, you know, you doing, you know, whatever it is, you know, that, uh, you know, that makes you happy or whatever, you in that moment. So you may be able to catch one or two moments. But like Jared said, it's, it's going to be hard for you to catch every highlight of, you know, of, of, of what it is that happened. And I witnessed that, you know, one time I did go on vacation and you know, somebody's like, yo, yo, send me some pictures, you know, send some family pictures and some pictures of you and the wife and you and the kids. And I go and look back. I'm like, damn, we didn't even take that many pictures. Mm-hmm. But we really wasn't slacking. We was in a moment of like experiencing life. And it's like, yo, even though we didn't get a picture, we got the moment and the, 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 the moment is in our head. You know, the mm-hmm. moment it was on the floor mm-hmm. with was when we was you know in the water the moment when we was you know so you get that moment you might not have it in the picture but you know you get so caught in a moment you know what i mean that you may not have you know you may not think of it or have time to capture the moment so my fault mike for no i was gonna say it's funny because i've like came to a place in my life where I take, I love taking pictures. I take a lot of pictures, man. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of pictures, but for some reason, I, I always just felt like when you put, when you post something or when you put it out into the, the world, into the universe, it's kind of like you're just giving it away. You don't, you can't really get that back. Like that's, a, that's something that you can't keep to yourself. And it's fine if you don't want to keep it to yourself, if you do want to share it, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I feel like, man, I don't want that to be out there because. I want to, I want to be like, so like, this is my world. Look at this. Like I could scroll. I have my own Instagram and my phone. I could just scroll and be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? And if I choose to put out one of those pictures that I've been holding on to, it's going to have so much value because nobody else has it. 
the pre- the people or the person that's in mm. the picture probably doesn't even have that picture. So it has so much more value when it's held on to me. You get what I'm saying? True. Sometimes <laughs> you take pictures with family members, you can't even get you, you can't even get the pictures back. They hold them hostage. Mm, shots, awesome. shots out there. Facts, man. I remember one time I went on vacation. I was like, I forgot where I went. I believe it was Vegas. And I was like, I don't know if it was Vegas. I can't remember. But I was like, yo, Mike was like, yo, bro, I ain't take no pictures. I'm like, son, I was having so much fun. I actually forgot to take pictures. Like, there are times we go on vacation and I'm going to take pictures. I just forget. So I was like, most, I'm not saying most, I'm sorry, I don't want to say that. But I believe if you taking so many pictures and you're doing this and doing that, it's like, it can't really be for you because if you're taking pictures, you upload it's like that takes time to upload it and do this and do that. And it's like you're showing people like, okay, yes, I'm on vacation, I'm having a great time, and this is what I'm doing, you know. But it could be a little like, yeah, I'm having fun. You can't be here. Okay, it depends on however the person takes it. But it's like if you're having so much fun, you don't even realize like, okay, I'm not taking pictures. It's just like when you if you had a job and it's very busy, you don't realize like, oh shit. It's like five hours, six hours passed, and I didn't remember. Like, yo, the time is flying because you're so busy, you don't have time. How many times you had a job and it's super busy? You taking pictures, you're not uploading on Instagram because you're so busy doing things. It's like you're not even focusing on like, oh snap, the time is passing. Same thing when you're having fun. It's like if you have time to take sit down, take pictures, and upload, and it's like you're clearly not doing it for the right reason. You just, I believe you're just doing it because you know one, you're trying to possibly show off, and it's like you know, look where I'm at. Look, you can't be or whatever it is, but. If you really truly have fun, it's like you're not even thinking about taking pictures and uploading it. You know what I'm saying? Or you could take the pictures, upload it later on. But it's like for you to do it the day of, and it's like you know, it's no way that you're busy having that much fun and you have time to sit there and do that. That takes time because you're gonna be, we're gonna keep it a buck. Nobody's just taking a picture and uploading it. You checking like, okay, let me see, this is look good. Do, do is my face cute? Is my body right? It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot to go into it. You're not just uploading it. I could keep it a buck. We all know you. You take the time before you. Especially not on uh, Instagram. Exactly, exactly. But, you definitely taking time before you upload that picture. So, like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But to to, to add to what you're saying, though, it, it's it's different type of people out there that's really Instagram professionals. It's <laughs> I, uh, where it's like a clock in the like I saw it. Like I got family members. Like it's a clock in the back of their head. <laughs> <laughs> no, all your, it's a clock. Like, yo, a clock. If you if you if you walking past something that might look like the Great Wall of China, it's a clock in the back of their head that snapped like your picture. It's a clock, that <laughs> and they could be having a good time. They could be having a, but that's what they eyes is focused on. You know, like there's some there's some guys that they eyes may be focused on a woman. So if, if a certain woman is passing by, a certain kind of woman, you might not see, you might not be paying attention, but they're like, yo, 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 you saw that, you saw that. And that's how these Instagram professionals are, that when a moment is available for them to capture, it's like this, that, that's their special, that's their specialist right there, that they, oh, this moment for me to capture, that I could put that out there and that, that that's gonna get the uh, type of attention that they want. Now, whatever whatever is their their, their drive to do it, everybody's could be different. Whether some's could be to feed their own ego, some's could be like, yo, they want to capture that moment or they want to show because you know, um, you know, sometimes you know people's Instagram is telling a story. Uh, some people do uh, you know, that they're, they're traveling business uh on social media, so they have to sh- they they have to show. I'm over here. I'm over there. This is what they saying. They they are they you know they travelers. So they want to show that. But I just want to mention that I I witness people, friends, family that have the clock in back of their head. They know when to get the picture. They know how to get the angles. They know how to tell you to tilt. They know how to get the lighting. They know, <laughs> they know what to look better on. You know, so it's a they science. Know, they know, they know all these things and they see that moment. They see the 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 pool may look like a lake. They 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 envision it. <laughs> Yo, it's like it's a pool like a lake. <laughs> <laughs> In the night, it's like it's like it's like professional advertising. Yo, you are Even funny. Even though they advertising themselves, but it, it 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 could be like that when a chef is taking a a picture of you know. I'm a little closer, Johnny. A little closer to the phones because you're a little mm. far. Mm-hmm. It, it could be like when a, a chef is taking a picture of the the food that's on 
their plate, you know, it, it it's gonna look more uh, uh, appealing than maybe what it is because you know that's the picture and and I just see that that these you know professional uh, Instagrammers that's what you know they do so it can be a time where they take 30, 30, 30 pictures in that night and still manage to have a decent amount of fun if that makes mm. sense definitely to go a little bit deeper in in uh so social media right is the windows the virtual windows into the house the house is your life social media is the virtual windows to your life so when you post something for someone to see even if it's words it don't have to be a picture even when if it's words that's a window, you know? Think about walking past somebody's window right now. It might say Trump 2020, it might say BLM, it might say uh, dog in the house, it might say, it says something on the window, right? Oh, don't ring the bell twice, it says something. And social media is basically like that because there's no way that you can be a part of someone's life virtually. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of a sharing aspect. Like I'm gonna show you inside of my house the problem is sometimes it's not real that's the thing and like you guys are saying it's the concept that people create in their mind and it's kind of like a storyline and then when you start to believe it some people call it kool-aid when you start to believe it that's when your brain goes in a different direction because you start to lose you start to lose grips with reality you get what i'm saying so it's kind of like it's it's crazy dog you know but on another on a little uh on another study end, this is all an effect of a cause. The cause is technology coming out and humans adapting to the technology and certain people adapting to it in different ways. And the effect is some people are gonna take it to the max where they're even gonna take another picture that doesn't even belong to them and post it and edit it as if it's their own. You get what I'm saying? That's how far we've gotten to where you could have a whole life like you could create a whole page. You could create a whole personality across multiple platforms and be one person. You get what I'm saying? And not be that person at the same time. So it, it goes so deep, man. So deep. Super true. To, to, to piggyback on what y'all said, though, a lot of times, you know, I see my son and I see kids, um, you know, they get real excited, you know, for Halloween and, um, it's really because of the superhero is the superhero thought. It's like the superhero effect. And, um, you know, that's why I didn't have no problem with my son wearing a costume or where if he want to, if, you know, if it's, you know, 10 or 15 days out the year, he want to wear a costume because in his mind is the superhero effect, you know, in his mind, he has power when he puts on that costume. And it's the same thing for these uh these fake influencers or or these people on Instagram, these Instagram professionals, these Instagrammers with uh you know ego problems or you know these um Instagram um scammers, you know when when they get their profile or they log in their profile or they edit their picture and they put their suit on, they they put in the cape on, and they out here um you know they they trying to be their own superhero, and they know you know, with the superhero mentality comes um, a little bit of fame, uh, maybe a, a change in approach the way somebody speaks to you um, or somebody deals with you. And, you know, it's also a uh, effect on the people um, because a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times people are not treating the janitor the same as they treating a CEO. So these Instagrammers, they might say, yo, you know, in order for me to get to that level, I might have to fake it till I make it, you know, which is not the correct way. But, you know, it do. In but a how sense, do we know that? I have to question this now. How do we know that's not the correct way? Because eventually you're going to get figured out. And even when you do make it and you make it, you know, when you make it um, as you fake it till you make it, it's like you could make it as far as getting some money. But, you know, you you if you haven't learn the process you only gonna be broke again you understand and then you're just gonna be in the winds of you know trying to get a next hit or trying to get a next single when you couldn't do what you had to do with the first come up you got so you 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 
you you in a different rat race, you know, you you escape the nine to five, but you in a different rat race of, you know, making a certain amount of money and you can't pass that. And a lot of these celebrities, you know, sometimes are in more debt than what the, than the money that they're making, because you have to you have to you have to get ready. You have to be prepared for your purpose. You know, you have to be prepared for the calling that you're going to step into. So if I give you something too early, a blessing too early is going to be a curse for you. If I give you the position too early, the money too early, you're going to blow it. But when you prepared and you you took the steps on, okay, I don't mind being a janitor. I, I, I know how to clean the floors. Now, now as you the CEO when somebody called out that, that you had an important, important meeting or you had an important party, you could train other people or you could do it yourself you could clean the floors yourself because you have that experience but when oh. you don't have that experience or you know experience in life to 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 make it all the way from the bottom to the top it's like it's easier for your your your, your pyramid your ladder to fall it, oh. it doesn't have any okay, foundation let me, no let me found- challenge you would you guys say that social media is a concept would you guys say that? Is social media a concept? This depends, man. It depends. Depends on what? It depends. It's, it could be. It could be a concept. It could not be a concept. It just depends on how you, the to, how you use it as a tool. It depends. It just depends. How do you guys feel about magazines? I'm not a big magazine person. I just be thinking how magazines are still selling. I don't, I don't, I don't. How do you guys, how do you guys feel about music videos? I'm a, I don't watch music videos anymore. I like, I know I'm, I'm going this, yeah. that, this direction to narrow it down. Okay. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I barely watch music videos too. But. Finally. What about movies? I like movies. And you guys understand movies, right? Mm-hmm. You, under, mm-hmm. the con- you understand the concept of the entertainment aspect, the art aspect, the film aspect. You guys understand all of that, right? Yeah. Right. So that's all a concept. That's a script. That's a concept. So technically, <laughs> to defend, <laughs> to defend people, <laughs> people make concepts. They make scripts. Like you guys said, they make concepts and scripts. And Sometimes that's why we continue to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, we would just not watch it. But we watch it because we're entertained. We actually kind of like it. You know what I'm saying? We actually kind of like it. So it's a concept. And that's why I say don't take it too seriously. You know what I'm saying? On both ends. Um, And I also brought up magazines because, again, they put on makeup and they look, they make people look like mannequin they look make them look unreal sometimes in a magazine and a magazine is just a transition well the instagram is just transition from a magazine um so the concept of this person doesn't have any pimples this person is beautiful or whatever and that's fine or just making them look like a a queen a warrior whatever the, the concept is or giving them guns bulletproof vests the rappers 50 Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all a concept. This is not what it is in reality. Even just what you guys were talking about before, you know, stepping into or getting something, money. Money is a concept. You get what I'm saying? When these people of the world, these people in in, in these positions, I don't even want to say billionaires, millions, just people in the positions, these people direct traffic. You get what I'm saying? They don't touch money. This guy made four billion. This guy lost four billion. They didn't physically touch that money. You get what I'm saying? It's a concept. It's numbers. It's 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 not there. You get what I'm saying? Uh, oh, this guy made a hundred billion this year, but you don't touch that. Nobody touches that. That ties into what you're saying, having the physical experience. That what if these guys that direct this traffic in the world, they never had the physical touch of money? Does that mean that they're not rich? Does that mean that they're not wealthy? No, it does not mean that because they just never touched, they never physically touched money. I'm just challenging you guys on the concept of that. And, and that's, a, that's, a great way to, um, that's a great way to look at it, Mike, but um, not to go off the topic, but I know this is your second life. In your first life, you was a defense attorney. 
Me? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I actually, I wasn't, but I'm going to tell you something. The first, the, the, the person that we used to call a defense attorney was Chris. You get what I'm saying? But this is how life is. And this is what I told you before, like why it's so important to, to have multiple transactions of conversations with the people in your circle, because talking to Jerris, talking to you, talking to Chris and so on and so forth, three hours and four hours and five hours at a time, maybe two days in a row sometimes, that's how you become a defense attorney. Just us having so many disagreements. You get what I'm saying? Just like we were saying at the beginning, trying to understand each other. Yo, Johnny, nah, Mike, this is how you should do it. Nah, Johnny, you bugging. Yo, Jarvis, yo, Mike, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. So you learn how to prove your point. You get what I'm saying? Without offending the person that's listening or the person, you know, the opposition, whoever you're talking about. You know what I mean? Correct, correct. Thanks. Mike, mention that because I noticed, you know, you're always able to, you know, give two great, uh, two great points on both sides of the coin. That's exactly why I believe if you're ever poor or living in poverty, you should experience wealth. And if you're wealthy, you should experience poverty. I think to, in order to have that medium and the balance of life, you got what I'm saying? Quote from Bruce Lee, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a garden than a warrior. A garden, a, a gardener in a war, sorry. If you can't, if I can't understand you or look at it from your perspective, how can we ever meet in the middle? How can we ever, the concept, you get what I'm saying? I feel like we all are the same. I think Jairus is the same way because I could talk to him and, and he'll find a million and one ways. He'll, and it's funny because he'll ask questions and that's what defense attorneys do. They ask questions. They actually don't just talk. They ask questions. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to single you out right now, Johnny, because I asked Michael this question and a couple other people this question, but I just want to get your perspective on it. So what do you... What do you feel is more effective? Uh, a cop that's visible on a highway where other drivers could see him or a cop that's hidden in the cut and he pulls over other drivers and give him tickets. What cop do you feel is more effective? I'm not thinking about, I asked Michael the same question and a couple of others. So it's, just, it's nobody, it's no right or wrong answer. Just your perspective on what you think is more effective. The cop that's visible on the highway where others, other drivers could see him or the cop that's in the cut and pulls over other drivers and give them tickets. I think the cop that's in the cut is more effective. And I learned that firsthand because um, when you're trying to have law and order, um, in general, you know, whether it's parking somewhere, speeding, you know, it's all violent, right? So um, what I realized is from my own personal experience, I realized I don't need a cop screaming in my face to tell me don't park by the pump. All I need is a $165 ticket. <laughs> and, my, and my boy ain't parking by the pump. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, all you need is two points on your license and that cop, cop coming out, the, you know, the cut, you know, and no matter where you go, if you have discipline, you know, um, which uh, one of one of Mike's big words, um, if you have discipline in your life, um, you know, you could be in another state, you could be out the country, but it's in the back of your mind. It's in your thought process. Yo, if, if I'm going 170, it's a possibility that I could get a ticket, get stopped and be arrested. But as you see a cop, out you're like nah boys is out man i'm doing like 40 50 boys <laughs> behavior i got a little bud i was just <laughs> you you're gonna be on your p's and q's because you are aware mm -hmm. of the and then you are always you you always travel your 50 60 you know uh with your weed and your drinks whatever you can have in your car you know you just figure you could slow down because you see them so that's just my perspective on that. Okay. My answer was, I think the cop that you can see is more effective. I like we keep, like I keep mentioning about concepts. What you see is what you believe nine times out of 10. What you don't see, you have to assume. And then you create theories in your mind and stories and beliefs. And that's how you get caught. So it might be effective off guard, but it's more effective to constantly see a cop. Then you have to break it down to how many times are you going to see this cop or how many times are you not going to see this cop? But I believe the cop or I think I believe the cop will be more effective, honestly. That's a good way to look at it. Great way. 
And what you think, Jarris? My answer was the, the, the cop that's visible because the cop that's visible, I believe the <laughs> cop that's visible because the cop that's visible, you can actually prevent drivers from speeding. And I believe that if you can prevent something from happening, it's more effective than you catching the person after the person's doing the incident. There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just looking at it. And then you, could, you can go even deeper. So perfect example is like, okay, so you can, the person that's like, say the person that's overweight. It's like, okay, the person that's overweight, you can go see a physical trainer and he can train you because you're overweight. Or the physical trainer could prevent you, like, okay, this is what you need to do so you won't become overweight. So it's two ways to look at it. So I rather prefer the person that can prevent something from happening rather than wait for something to happen than try to fix it. Because if you try to fix it at the end, it may be too late or maybe you may not be able to control it. So I'd rather prevent something from happening rather than let the situation happen and then something happens after. Because if you're a cop in the cut and you, you catch the driver, this is my perspective. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but if you're the cop in the cut and you pull the person over that was speeding or whatever happened. We don't know what happened in the interim. He could have killed somebody. You could have pulled him, on, pulled him over after. But if we all know that if you're driving down a highway and you see a cop that's visible, you're going to slow down. So by you seeing a cop that's there visible, you automatically slow down, which could prevent a lot of things from happening in the interim rather than you doing something after you get caught from a cop. But that's my perspective. Back, but yo, you got a snowman hat on? <laughs> God, this is my hood from the, this is my hood from my robe. Uh, He's a snowman. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo, what both of y'all said though is 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 so true, and that's why perspective is so is so great. Because as soon as Jerris mentioned the the uh, question, I'm already thinking future fifteen is, and it's crazy that y'all said it because both of y'all answers is correct. A, a, A cop. Outside in uniform being seen a lot uh, uh, is less likely. It's <laughs> less likely for activity to happen on the block. But my 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 thinking was um, automatic, and my answer doesn't change. It's automatic. Yeah. Future is mm. the future of how can it's like if I'm telling somebody you you be the change you want to see. So if I see a cop, you know it doesn't mean that. Um, I'm gonna change my 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 lifestyle and my habits. I'm just not gonna do it around him. Mm. So I don't sell around the cop. I don't do illegal things around the cop. But once I'm caught out in the open of what I'm doing and I experience some form of whether it's being arrested or being chastised, now my thinking process has changed because I have been caught. But I could live by a cop for 20 years of my life, and I see the cop. And I know, oh, cop is coming. I hide what I have to hide and I never get caught. But it's the cop that's in the cut that come out and catch me. It's mm. like, yo, you doing the wrong thing. Mm. I give you a second chance. And that could change my life for the future. But at the moment, if a, a cop in plain clothes, a cop in clothes that I see is going to be more effective at the moment. But future thinking for me it could be, it could change my life. The cop that's not there and pops out, especially if I need him to pop out and I'm in some deep trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and check this out. So not to get, not to cross over, but to connect this, it's, it, it was easy for me to always believe in God because my father always told me to live life and move through life as if you're always being watched. Mm. Amen. Damn. So, if you connect that to what Johnny said about the cop that's not visible, it does, the cop it doesn't even matter because, again, if you're always thinking like somebody's watching, it's going to be a cop at every corner. Not maybe mm-hmm. just right there under the bridge. Yo, it's a cop at every corner. It's a cop around the corner. I'm not saying to be paranoid, but you have to always consider, anticipate. There's potentially somebody watching. And so it reminds me when I used to work at the airport, right? And, and the dude was like, yo, be careful because such and such is watching on the camera, on their phone. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, this was before, like, you know, I kind of understood that you could actually see cameras from your phone. I'm like, wait a minute, this was a while back. And I'm like, wow, they on their home on the phone huh? watching on the camera. <laughs> this is crazy. You got you that bored. So anyway, again, <laughs> connecting that to that concept, somebody's always watching bro somebody's always watching so if you just keep that in mind man you don't it doesn't matter if the cop is there or the cop is not you know what i'm saying that's your choice somebody's always watching them all the time that's true all the time true it's definitely true but it's just that um we live in a world where um a lot of people you know won't use that that uh that ideology or that thinking it's because if that was the case, you know, crime will be way down. But, you know, it's definitely true. I mean, it's it's good on your end. That's why, you know, for you to say that, you oh. know, because you live with those principles. So, oh, no, I, I think I think criminals understand that, too. Why you think they put on masks and, and walk in the dark and creep? You know, you ever saw Scooby-Doo and they creep? I think they understand that, too. You don't remember we used to do our little knucklehead stuff? We on the corner and we like, yo, put, put your hand down. All right, pass it to me like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, put it, put it in the bag. Yeah, put it under the seat and around the corner under the bag. And I'm <laughs> bro, why are we doing all that? But, bro, there's nobody even thinking about us. Bro, we in a pitch. We think black. we can get past the law, though. We think we could get past the law. But this is what I'm saying. We're, we're doing that because we think somebody's watching us. Nobody's watching us. Nobody even cares about what we're doing. But we think somebody's watching. And it's also, that's also a guilt trip, too, though. You know? Just exactly. To- mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I think the, the crime rate is not where it's supposed to be. But I think that's accurate, honestly, because people are thinking that. If I do it this way, if I do it that way. Yeah, that was a great question, Jairus. I mean, that was, that's like... That was like yeah, I, great. I, I like it was that. a question I asked, asked Michael and a couple other people. Just it's like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. Just to see, like... Pers- different perspectives on you know to, so you could continue it pay it forward you can ask someone else the same question and see how they think cool so what was what would be like your go-to question for a date like you a know date you, like yeah or, or before so maybe before somebody qualifies like you know yo date with i'm gonna you. keep it up i'm gonna keep it a buck with you i was talking to michael about this the other day like yo i was talking about i think yesterday like i'm not even capping within a minute literally a minute or maybe a less i would know if i'm gonna be able to talk mess with you or not like in general like this is for uh if i'm talking to a friend or a guy a girl like i would know if i want to mess with you it just a you vibe a guy or a girl no i'm talking about general like if i'm oh, talking a friend, to a, a homie yeah a friend like a homie like you're meeting someone for the first time or you know he said a date but i'm saying general mm-hmm. anybody i meet within the first minute i know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna vibe with you or not I just feel it like the conversation, the way that it goes, things you say, the way you move. I just kind of feel it. So, and we might even make it to a first date, depending on who the girl. So, <laughs> to keep it a buck, not saying I'm just this and just like, you know, just my I, the way I think. And then, you know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't match up with other people's, you know, ideal way of thinking. Mm-hmm. But that's just, you know, me be like your go-to you know what i mean like that's the question yeah maybe you you on the date you want to find out if a girl you know got pretty toes or she but she's she's religious you know what i mean like i just like what what will what be a go-to as far as you know like on the date that you would ask that's the thing man like i said it's like it's no real it's no real real question because like if you ask someone a question how do you know like it, it all comes down to discernment. Like someone, you could ask someone a question, it could still lie to you. It's not, not a, an exact, you know, answer or something they could give you. So I think it all comes down to the discernment and just the, the energy and the vibes that you get with the person. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been on, I have spoken to people in the past and I've asked questions and they, they told me one thing, but when we start to get closer, it was a totally different way. And if I have went with my gut feel and my intuition and my discernment, I would have known that this wouldn't this wouldn't have worked from the beginning. So that's why I don't really rely on like the question thing. I just rely on just like what I feel and it's like, you know, the energy I get from like off the back. Because like I said, you can ask someone a question and they can tell you something. And when you get to know them, it's just like totally false. That's a good way to you know what I mean? 
You know what I mean? So it happens a lot. So I'm not just going off on this. This has been times where I've said, you know what? Oh, how are you? How are you? Oh, do you do this? Are you are you this way or that way? Oh yeah, so this and that way. And so to get to know him, it's like, bro, you like you totally lied to me. But if I would have followed my my gut and my intuition, I would have known from the get go, the red flags that I've seen, this wasn't gonna work. But me saying, you know what? Let me give this person benefit benefit of doubt. Let's ask questions. I would have known from the beginning when I was feeling it, it wasn't gonna work. And I should have just went with the gut feeling. That's why I was like, oh, I don't really want to go to that. Oh, let me ask you a question and this and that, you know. I just asked because I know um, you know, I know you're a smart guy. A lot of uh, Thank some, you. Appreciate that. I know some guys like, you know, not saying you, but are very picky and they have, you know, like they they, you know, certain things that they want to ask, like, you know, before you know, are they going to date? Like some guys are interested in toes, so they're like, Hey, you know, how toes done. But you know, she don't get her toes done too often, that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Or, they, or you know, or some guys are really religious. So it's like, ah, right, hey, so what's your religion? You know, she say something that's not his religion. You know, and I just was curious. You know, that's that's why. But that I, I respect that energy and you know the the vibe that they're giving you, and that's you know, and your gut gut tuition, which is usually correct. What happens if the girl says yes? You know what I. Every Monday, I go get a manicure and pedicure, and my feet is looking A1. And, and you come to find out that's not true. Would you end the relationship? Would you stop talking to them? Like, what would you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really different. I'm, 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 I'm more I'm understanding, you know? It's like, to me, it's like, even if I had a toe fetish, which is not even the case, but it's all on, you know, it's, it's, it's all on understanding. I'm not going to shoot somebody down because they told me they, they make weekly appointments. Because to me, that's not even really that important. You know, it, it, we we could we could make it happen. You want to make it happen? You want toe appointments? You know, every week. We, Good boss. Let's 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 find some middle grounds to to make this happen, so you don't have to be a liar or a big kappa. So I'm 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 basically all on back. I I try not to to shoot anybody down, even sometimes for lies or whatever they say, because I know it's like. A lot of people are working progresses and they and some people are trying to, you know, they either try and impress or sometimes people think that they could do something. So it's for me, it's like, you mm. know, uh big my my I have bigger issues than, you know, as far as for a woman, you know, more on loyalty, you know, how 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 she covers herself or or what does she show? Um, you know, those 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 are my red flags. You know, I really won't have to ask. I just follow her on Instagram and I'll see that. But those are my red flags, you know. It's like, you know, um, you know, how are you with your kids? You know, uh, things like that. So those are red flags to me. But as far as you know, what a woman believes in, if she gets her toes done, you know, she gets her hair done. Those are all things that could be worked on. Exactly, and that's why you know you kind of basically to piggyback off of what you said, you kind of answered exactly what I was saying. Is like, I'm not comparing any anybody to like a child or anything like that, but like. You, you, you mention it when somebody wants to impress you or somebody wants to present themselves a different way, they're going to say certain things. So, for example, like my son, if he does something wrong and I say, Jalen, did you do this? He's going to lie to me and say, I did this and did that because he doesn't want to offend me or he, don't, he doesn't want to come up a certain way. So I believe if you're, in a, if you're meeting someone and they really want to get to know you and they really like you, they're going to tell you things that they want to, they want you to hear, but not actual, not the actual answer. So that's why I said it's better to kind of go off of what's the vibe was going on because if someone really likes it, they're gonna sell you whatever they think you want to hear, but not actually not actually what they think is the right thing to say. So that's why I'll go off of vibes and this and that, and you know, rather than just ask people questions. Because like I said, if anybody wants to get to know you, anybody likes you, they're gonna always say what they think you want to hear. And go back to the cop situation. A cop pull you over, you're this and that. You're gonna you're gonna tell the cop what, what you think they want to hear. You're not gonna keep it a buck with them. It's up to them to discern, like, yeah, this dude's been drinking, bro. Get out the Correct. car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, that's what I'm saying. So it's gonna it goes back to that. It's like it all comes down to like what's going on and what you feel. Because if somebody really likes you, somebody loves you, they're gonna tell you whatever you want to hear, man. Always, and that's that's always a fact. It's like a real estate agent. They're gonna they're gonna tell you they're gonna tell you a dream. They're gonna tell you what's going on. Yeah, always, man. Trust me. They're gonna. You know what I'm saying? Bathroom, the third room that you was looking for. The, the person that tells you the truth is, is is the person that's that's always looked at differently and is not respected. Like, you know, go back to my man Michael. Like, you know, when my man 
there was once upon a time when my man was he was he was he was up there and wait. I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck. But I always kept it a buck. I'm like, bro, you're looking real crazy right now. We went back and forth, we argued. You know what I'm saying? He said he gave me his piece, I gave him my piece, and he was like, bro, my wife don't complain. You can't tell me what to do. You but I told him what I felt like he should hear. And you know, the right always the 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 right thing is always not the most respected, you know. I gave it to him what it is. And, you know, and eventually, you know, he's like, yo, you know what, bro, you're right. And he, he, he he's like, you know what, I got to change. I got to do this. And he, he followed it and he didn't. You know, my man looking, he looking like a, a light-skinned Morris chestnut right now. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it works. If you think about this concept of why it's so much easier to meet someone new and accept them and they can accept you is because they don't know who you were. You understand? They un- they only understand who you are at this exact moment versus people who've always known you. So if you were skinny and then you got fat, that person that knows you nine times out of ten, you know, depending on the person, they're going to accept you for who you are. They're not going to really complain or mention it to you. But they know they have known you when what you were before. You understand? So they have two concepts of you versus when you meet someone for the first time, and they take you as is, they only have that concept of you unless they materialize a different concept of you in their mind and say, well, he or she would probably look better this way. You know what I'm saying? Hey, would you like to try working out? But it's easier to meet someone who sees you for who you are today. And if you can't connect that to meeting a woman when you're probably overweight or underweight, that, that woman or that man will probably fall in love with you just as you are, you got what I'm saying? And then your friend will be like, yo, dude, you're, you're looking bad and this, that, and the next. But then the woman or the man that you're with is like, man, what are you talking about? You look good. <laughs> Who are you going to listen to? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. And it's crazy because there's always a medium because then it comes to yourself. And 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 I can te- you know, testify that to myself because you know my family never really had a problem that they said in my face about my weight but I know they had a problem in their mind even though they treated me good and the same thing as far as for my wife so just like Jay said um Lil Jay they might hide <laughs> people might you know hide how they feel and then some people might be straight up and give it to you give give it to you how it is but you know also it goes back to self you know you got to look at yourself in the mirror you know you got to give yourself self-love where you want to be at and that was the revelation for me. It's like where you want to be at, you know? So even even after I lost 15 pounds, oh, my sister was like, oh, you good, man. You don't need to lose no more weight. I, you know, I, I don't want to um, I don't want to think that my brother's on drugs and you good, but <laughs> I don't feel that I'm still good because I see my body. So I know the process. I know where I, I want to take this car, where I want to take this body. And that's what it all boils back down to. It's 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 for the self love, and you know, uh, I, I I believe it was Mike and somebody else that had told me it's like you know, um, I I'm not trying to lose weight to look good. I'm trying I'm trying to lose weight to to basically live a a, a healthy lifestyle. And then that healthy lifestyle is gonna come basically with the uh, benefits of mm-hmm. you know. You, you you weigh less you could do more and you you also more healthier because you know you you have less you know less weight and less less fat on you so it's it's, it's true in order for you to make that decision to add to your point mr johnny s in order for you to make that decision to say you're gonna want to lose weight gain weight gain muscle whatever whatever it may be in order for you to do that you would have to be looking ahead you get what I'm saying? You would have to be looking ahead. And this is connecting to the concept of meeting someone for the first time. Because when you meet someone for the first time, instantly you're thinking ahead. You ask Jairus what was that question that he would ask. Whatever the question may be, whatever the, the, the concept may be, it's about thinking ahead. You get what I'm saying? Correct. Um, the quote by um, Emmett um, Smith that, you know, like, um, you know, it all starts in preseason. Really anything in life, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, like Micah said, you got to be looking ahead to the future. So it's like, 
you know, a lot of, you know, guys that play sports maybe want to skip training camp practice and all these this stuff, but that's where it starts at. So, you know, and if, if, if I'm saying, well, my birthday's coming in two months, I want to lose weight. I'm looking ahead, you know, but in, in order for me to, to, to properly look ahead is that from, from that moment that I'm saying that that's when I have to start, I can't say, well, birthday's in two months. And then a week later, you know, expect to go on this extreme diet. Cause even if I fast, you know, it, I'm, I'm probably only going to lose anywhere from three to five pounds, even if I fast for three days, you know, because I haven't gone through, I haven't fully gone through the process. And what's just what's just probably going to happen is I'm just going to gain the weight back because I haven't adapted to the lifestyle. Oh. So you know, everybody everybody wants to be champions, you know what I'm saying? But but it, it starts in that 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 preseason or it starts in that practice or in when you're making up your mind for the future. Oh, I can't say, yo, I'm just gonna start this diet on Monday and just eat whatever I want. You know, if if it came, if it popped in your mind, you know, to, to, to get fresh, it's like, yo, start it in preseason. Oh. And the quote and I, was, all, all men are created um, equal, but some work hard in preseason. Some work hard in preseason, bro. That's true. And I agree to that. I believe that your mind should be in the future, your body in the present. You understand? In order for your mind to be in the future and your body in the present, that means you're thinking for your future, but you're here. You can't move to the future. You can think about it, but you can't move to it, you know? Correct, correct, correct. My wife bought me a sandwich, God. I know, man. I'm about to go, I'm about to go be a, a dad right now. I mean, Jalen said, like, you want to watch a movie? It's like, yo, the grind never stops, bro. It, it, it continues. <laughs> bro, it never stops. Mm. Even in my sleep, I'm still dreaming. Like, it don't stop. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, Johnny, wait. All right, okay, good night. All right, so take off the recording. Take off the recording. Take off the recording. <laughs> what, you about, you're about to say something that's explicit and yeah. rated R? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of the Puerto Ricans that don't eat butt out there, man. All right, yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me finish this. Yo, <laughs> you heard it first. Holla at your guala, come through, chill out with your squad. We're about to get crazy. Rated R. If you want to get these new, you know what I'm saying, you want to get this new stuff, holla at your guala. Titi Gra, love you. Thank you for listening to the GF Cultured Podcast. Much peace and love. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. <laughs>